Let's go! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Benchtown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Jimmy and Luke. Today we're talking The Witcher Season 2, Episode 6, titled Dear Friend. Call to the books. We'll get to there. We're going to cover this episode by location, so we're going to start with Zintra slash Zintria. Um, and then we're going to go with Istrid and Codringer and Fen, and then we're going to go to Caramorn, and then lastly, we're going to cover Temple of Militile. And again, I just have to apologize for my pronunciation of everything. <laughs> I'm going to try my best, but I would not take any of my pronunciations uh, as correct. So don't gonna... go correcting your friends and say, hey, Bingetown <laughs> said this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet that sentiment because I was an audiobook reader for a couple of them, so I heard a lot of these terms way different. But yeah, we're, I'm just gonna whatever Paul says. I'm gonna try and say as well because I I just don't know what pronouns proper yeah. nouns are. Agreed. But yeah, let's just jump right in. Uh, we kind of talked about what we liked of the season and what we're looking forward to the beginning of episode five coverage. So if you're looking for that, <clears throat> go and check that out. This is going to just cover episode six. And right now in episode six uh, in Sintra, we got Fren and Fran. That's what I have in my notes. Frangilla <laughs> and Francesca or Fren and Fran. Um, and they just showing Fran's ability to heal flowers and talks about her backstory a little bit end up uh, learning that she slit her father's throat after her father tried to incite the village to to rebel against this woman with power mm -hmm. um, and the village ended up building a statue in her honor that's a interesting childhood so her dad was an elf as well and the do they not want the elves to be using their magic is that why he or he didn't want them to be is that why he was against it i guess i i this does not ring a bell to me i don't know yeah. if it is canon um but for some reason the ability to use i think it's magic i don't even think it's chaos i don't know i don't know what the elves do to be honest in this world i'm yeah. just gonna call it magic um but i guess the father freaked out and and tried to basically was afraid of Francesca's power and basically tried to kill her. But fuck that. He got his throat slit instead. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Fran doesn't mess around, man. You can tell <laughs> she's a strong ass bitch. Dude. She's crazy. She is the most pregnant girl I've ever seen in my life <laughs> in this scene. Holy crap. I, I like thought there had to be a time skip, which it's probably implied. I don't know how long elves are pregnant if they ever even say it's different. <laughs> but Jesus, man. And it... it it turns out that it, there probably was a time skip because she does give birth this episode. Now, let me ask you guys this question because it may have been answered in maybe like the three or four pod. They were saying how uh, an elf has never come to full term recently because of how, you know, their whole race is screwed up right now because they're mm -hmm. being, you know, they're in hiding and they're, you know, they're being oppressed. So is it, because they're like being oppressed that they just can't come the full. Is there some kind of magic ah, to it or can't what <laughs> can't come the full term? Um. So we, we did cover this a uh, little bit um, in episode two, I believe. Um, but I don't mind going over it again. It's real quick. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember in season one, there was an episode where we get introduced to Philovandril. There is this young elf who is like kicking them and giving them shit. She ends up saying to Villa Vandril in that scene, you know, 
there is a younger generation of elves. Like the the younger generation is wanting to go out and fight and reclaim our land. Um, and as far as I understand, mm-hmm. that all these young elves fought and died. A lot mm-hmm. of the younger generation has died. And the thing about elves is once they get to a certain age, they can't really reproduce. Um, it's kind of okay, like so, it's so like it, once they go through a normal human life, yeah. they're beyond their ability to have kids. All right. So pretty much this the certain generation died out and wasn't and there wasn't enough of that generation to be able to mm-hmm. yeah, reproduce. Okay. The youngins. The youngins were all too wild and went out and got themselves killed. Young, yeah. wild, and free, man. Uh, yeah. So in this opening scene, the one main thing I really took away is that Francesca is starting to tell Frangilla subtly at least that she wants her to be the leader of Nilfgaard basically and not oh, yeah. like why and I forget how they pronounce it Amir yeah yeah why like why is she Francesca's asking Frangilla like why are you even like caring about having Amir be the leader you might you basically are you might as well just go ahead and be the leader and we'll get more shit done so I thought that was an interesting take because it's it's making it less um like it's it's just, every time I think about Frangilla, I think of how her state was at the end of season one, which I just hate it like that direction. And they're completely kind of rebooting part of her personality here. And this <clears throat> is, you know, starting to plant the seeds that she is not just going to be a pure killing evil mage machine for Nilfgaard. And I really like that because she's not like that in the books. And it mm-hmm. seems like they're creeping towards what I had in my head of her. Uh, but that's pretty much what I took from that scene. And also clean shaven Kahir makes his appearance and Jesus, man, I, I said this to, I said this to Kyle on the first podcast, Jimmy, does he not remind you slightly of John Murphy? His whole- oh yeah, he does in the eyes and like, yep. yeah, like, yeah, he does. He really he totally does. does. We cover the hundred, everybody. <laughs> he definitely has some defined features that yeah. you can only really see when he is clean shaven. Um, we also get that line. Uh, Francesca says to Frangilla, you know, it's not that you have been acting afraid since Kahir's got here, but you've kind of acted smaller since Mm -hmm. Kahir got here. So she's almost realizes that Kahir is higher up in the order and is a little bit afraid of what he might be able to do. But that being said, she kind of has to work with the elves and work with him as well. And and the elves and Kahir and the, uh, the one general i forget his name hawk or hockey or whatever they're kind of button heads mm-hmm. with fringilla's ideas of what to do with the elves so tensions are rising a little bit and it seems that fringilla is the in the middle of it yeah and it looks like fran you know she's trying to tell fringilla like you're saying that she obviously would rather it be her than the black knight as the leader and and fringilla's going the route where she's saying he outranks me but fran's saying you know there's power in what you've done for these people you have the people on your side like you could take the power if you want and we obviously get a little bit of a foreshadow later where she's talking to her husband i forget his name apologize for that phil evangel yeah and he's saying you know we definitely have a problem with the black knight you know we need we need fringilla here and she's like i'm working on it i'm working on it (laughs) are they married I don't I mean, there he's the, the baby daddy. I don't know if they're married, but okay. they never explicitly said it. But yeah, he's supposed to be like the father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they are married. It's weird. I never saw that in yeah. the, the books or anything. So might be made up. Um, but we also get uh, Kahir telling Frangilla, you know, 
hey, what they're doing to the elves is horrible. The persecution of the elves is despicable. Um, I'm glad that you kind of are taking it upon yourself to give them safe haven, let them stay here and train them. But it's time to get back to what we originally were trying to do. And that's find the girl. Um, and, you know, the original reason why they took Sintra in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, they, last time he saw Siri, he heard she was outside of Sodden. So that's kind of like a reoccurring thing. She was last seen there. And that's where people were going. That's where that's what Rian's heard. Um, and Dara, the elf who helped her escape in season one, who is now the spy for Dijkstra, he is walking by and he kind of hears this. Uh, a little bit later on, Phil and Fran are talking about how they may never be able to get their land back. Phil B, Phil Evangel, Dave Talda. He kind of coined that episode one. Um, they were talking about how they may never get their original land back. Um, and since that soldier arrived, everything feels more vulnerable, meaning Kahir. Ever since mm-hmm. Kahir got back, the elves seem to be less of a priority. Right. Uh, and he finally comes out and says, I know I used to be the leader and now you're the leader. And that's totally fine. I just want you to tell me what to do. I'm not here to tell you what to do. He was like, mm-hmm. dude, I'll wear Nilfgaard armor. That's what you need. Um, I'll basically whatever's best for our people. Uh, and she says, Hey, I just need you to stay by my side. The baby's most what's important now. And Luke, to answer your question, the way she grabs his hand and kind of puts it on her belly to feel yeah. the baby. It seems like they're more than just like companions. It seems it, like he really is the baby daddy. I mean, it doesn't seem like they go together. Like to me, he seems older and you know, it doesn't look like they fit, but I just took it like he's the baby daddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have anything to comment on. I just totally, that came out of left field to me because it did all, I also got those vibes and wasn't expecting mm. them. Later, we see the same general that I don't know how to pronounce. Hawk, hacky. I whatever. thought it was hockey because I was like <clears throat> making one piece. That's what I've been had. saying. I've been saying hockey, but it yeah. just feels wrong because he's a little bitch and hockey is way too cool. <laughs> of a name for him. Agreed. I'm going to call him Hake then. So Hake and Kahir are like just talking shit on the elves. They're watching them train, mm-hmm. um, saying, oh, hey, they can't fight. What the hell? They like they're <laughs> they're looking at Phil Evangel and Dara. And it really is embarrassing how little Dara knows about fighting. And, you know, Phil is all right. But even him trying to be the teacher, they're like, oh, man, we have so far to go. So they do this whole demonstration. I don't know what this was supposed to accomplish, but Kahir fight star real quick it's like a, a decorated nilf guardian general versus somebody who's just learning how to fight like obviously you should kick his ass what does this prove mm-hmm. what did you guys think about that i mean i literally just took it like he was just proving a point that we could take you guys down at any point you're, you're nothing to us okay I was, I was more weirded out by the fact that phil evandro felt like he was going to actually kill kahir right that was well, that, that was, pulled the that dagger was cool out. That was yeah. badass. Yeah. yeah he pulls that, the dagger out after Kahir goes, You guys fight like fairies. He goes, What? That's not true. You killed mm-hmm. them all. Yeah. That, that part was more interesting to me because I just did not know Phil came strapped and that he's a good fighter. Yeah. I mean, they do say at some point our people, meaning the elves, are learned and they're good at defending. They're not good at attacking because they've been defending themselves for so long. Which makes so sense. they're scrappy in that way, but they're not learned in being like a part of an army that's going to attack and be, you know, like how they're going to have to be a part of the Nifgardian army if they're going to actually stick with this alliance. But yeah, I mean, I think either way, like Phil doesn't like the Black Knight here at all. 
and there's that tension and he's not going to take any shit. So I was like, damn, I love it when he pulled out the dagger on him. Yeah. Very conveniently, Francesca, I guess, starts to go through labor and, you know, get, Phil gets called. He says, oh, you're lucky. I would have loved to see how that ended. What like what would you have Kahir said or done in that yeah. situation to get him out of it? Um, it could have been bad. For, <laughs> He's a but, cockroach, bro. He survives. Yeah, Virginia. right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I mean, you know that Phil wouldn't have gone through with doing anything besides just threatening him because you know that he's the the general, and if he actually did do anything, he would just get killed too. Break you know? up Elfguard. Oh, yeah. Elfguard. Yeah. Elfguard, baby. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, Fran has her baby. Phil Evangel looks like he's going to be sick in the background. I don't know <laughs> if you saw that. He's just like in the background and looks like he's going to puke. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the point of the scene was of the baby not really breathing at first. Frangelo wow. kind of holds it. And then, you know, she says, you know, no magic, just warmth is what saved it. I mean, I took it as the point is the suspense because we were supposed to think that no babies are going to are going to be or have been born. So okay. you're thinking, all right, the baby comes out. It's not going to live. And, you know, the two, you know, Phil and Fran are sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going on? Whereas we as the watchers are supposed to be thinking, all right, he's, it's not going to make it. And then, I mean, I, I think I took it normal. Like, I don't think she used magic. I just no. think they got. If anything, the magic came from the deathless, the deathless mother. Is that what her, we call her? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's that to allow it were, to live. Exactly. Because all yeah. the elves in the past have been dying. So if anything, it's confirming that the deals actually follow through. So whatever that means, that means that Frangilla is also going to have like, the alliance is going to work and it's going to build up Nilfgaard. And then if Yennefer delivers Siri, it, to me, it means that she's guaranteed to get her magic back. So I think that was confirmation of that. It's cool that. Mm hmm. Everyone reacted the way they did. They all fucking party, got hammered, and they were like, yep. let's go. We got a baby. That kid's never going to love anybody else because there's no one else's age. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, going to be the weirdest childhood. You know, the way Frangilla went out and said, hey, like a new elf has been born this night, and everybody erupts. Mm-hmm. thought that was funny. It was pretty cool. Now, the scene where we see the Black Knight looking over the crowd, is that hack or whatever you call them that's saying, you know, this is a little dangerous, you know, having these people know that they can reproduce themselves. They they don't need us anymore. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's a couple things that happen in that scene, but it boils down to Kahir and Frangilla catching up. Right. Like they have that conversation <clears throat> that you're already referencing, Paul. And then we find out that Amir's going to make an appearance within the week to Sintra. Is that what yeah, he said? That was, that, that was what the letter said, right? That he had it said any day now. Yeah. And crazy that, bro that to me i am so excited for that moment because i have no idea how that introduction is going to go if it is if it does truly happen in the next two episodes uh it was kahir that was questioning the owls alliance saying hey now that they can repopulate on their own they won't need our help oh, so that's kahir to to fringilla mm-hmm. not yeah. hack to yeah 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 okay mm-hmm. And that's like supposed to be obviously a little backhanded slap to Frangilla saying, yo, Amir hit me up, not you, me. Yeah. Chain of command. Yeah. I I get the news first and mm-hmm. then I tell you just the way he threw that down. And I don't know why, but I love the idea of marks and stamps, just the, like the ring and stamping the, the yeah. wax. Right. I'm using that for uh, so my cool. wedding, the, the, my it's wedding awesome. invitations. Means <laughs> Can I, I do it them. for you? I'll come yeah. help you out. And yes, yeah, so we're getting Frangilla hearing the Deathless Mother again. She kind of hears it in the back of her head. 
and she's saying, you know, first they'll take your power and then they'll take your freedom. She's kind of questioning whether or not she's going to be able to obtain what she wants, which is, you know, be in power and help Nilfgaard just become a strong power again, even though they really are. I feel like she wants to be approved by Emir and doesn't want the failure of Sot anymore. Yep. And the last thing we get here is uh, Dara. And Dara is talking to this owl that Dijkstra was talking to. Um, as we know, Dara is the spy that Dijkstra sent in uh, to Sintra. But now Dara is realizing that everyone's goal right now, at meaning Kahir's and the Emperor of Nilfgaard's Emir, is to find Siri, and th- mm-hmm. that's the reason that they came to Sintra. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I just think Dara is one of the least interesting things in this entire show. And I just maybe it's because of how much I hated his last reaction to Siri at the end of season one, like where we left him. But mm-hmm. like he's and also combined with the fact that he's just a made up character from the books that I just don't really see what the purpose is yet, which I'm sure they have a plan. But I just really don't like this character. Um, and Maybe it'll work out, but as of right now, I feel like it's just wasted time. Anytime we're with him, because he's just boring to me, and I just I don't care. There's so much more interesting shit going on than this little freaking elf that's going to be the secondary spy for Lydia, because we already have Rienz doing the dirty work. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I take him like the typical. You know, we had our falling out in season one, but you know, I still love you, Siri. And like maybe he's going to be good. When yeah. It comes down he's going to turn it, yeah. turn, turn on them as a spy. And he's going to meet back up with Siri. And I don't know. I don't have the knowledge of the book, so I don't know if Siri gets like a love interest or not in the books, but you know, I would guess that maybe he would be it for, if they want to give her something, you know, they kind of look the same age. They had their season one interaction and it's the perfect chance for him to redeem himself when something happens where he has to give information as a spy or whatever it is. But yeah, he doesn't interest me either right now. He just seems like the guy that we need to put a spy in this. What character should we write into it? Uh, All right. Well, Dara's, you know, he's not doing anything. Let's just put him in there. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have anything to say. I think you guys nailed it. I don't really know what the point of he's supposed to do, but I like his hair too. His hair is sweet. Kyle said he loved it. He was giving him high marks on episode. I like four, it too. I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now he's got it, uh, you know, all cleaned up and it looks pretty badass. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Unless you guys have anything you want to say about that story. Nah, let's, are we jumping to Istrid next? Yeah. So Istrid just takes place in this entire episode in one little room. And that is Codringer and Fenn's office. Um, I liked these characters a lot. I thought they were very cool, very similar to what I was picturing in the books, even though they're a little bit different. It doesn't matter the way that Istrid walks in and there's just books and scrolls and paper everywhere hung up. There wasn't like a piece of the wall that you could actually see. I, I loved it. I, that's exactly what I had in mind. These two people that literally their entire job is just knowledge. Mm-hmm. So cool. And I, I love how they, Istrid thought the cat was the other name in the in the fan. <laughs> is this fan? Yeah, fan. Yeah. This is fan, right? <laughs> now you're you're right, Paul. This was pretty spot on to what I had in my head. It's just an information center, like more than a library that just holds information. The people that are in there are useful and know how to, you know, use that information. It just seems mm-hmm. like such a good way to give some exposition and and info dump, which that's pretty much what we get here. 
Uh, and it's pretty big picture stuff. So it's hard, also kind of hard to explain. But if you want to start going through that, Paul. One cool little nugget, as Kyle likes to say, is when he walks in, he sees a book. It's called Elves and Humans. Um, and he freaks out. And he's like, oh, this is supposed to be destroyed. And then, and Cottering is telling him, you know, this is actually, you know, the original copy. Elves and Humans is a call to the games. When you're playing Witcher 3, you run around, you collect everything, collect books, pieces of writing. And you, you can do a few things with them. Mostly you just sell them. But this is one that you collect a lot and you can pull it up and read. It, it's like, you know, a paragraph and a half, a little bit. And it, it just does kind of outline the beginning. Um, it's written by Hen Geddeth Dice. <laughs> um, sorry about that. that. But he is the oldest living mage prior to the Thanid coup, the, the Thanid coup being the um, Thanid Isles and all that um, separating itself as their own country i believe um if that's wrong please correct me in the comments is that where aratusa is yeah yeah exactly and i don't know i just thought it was nice that they threw this in there you know mm -hmm. there's only one or two lines but it is really cool to see these things in the games that you run around collecting actually used in the storyline yeah. so that was one thing and then they he begins talking to codring and fen and says okay i need to know something how does uh a witcher a monolith and a mysterious mm -hmm. girl all have to do with nilfgaard mm -hmm. and they're like well they don't really well, do anything at first yeah they just kind of like he kind of coughs and nods to the desk and then Istra drops like much gold to continue with the how i met your <laughs> mother gold. references Toss uh, a coin, dude. yeah <laughs> and they're like holy shit nilfgaardian marks like do you work for sinsha or do you work for nilfgaard and he's like does it matter only that it makes it more interesting. They're just mm -hmm. always trying to get little details. Mm -hmm. But they're mm -hmm. like, all right, you got gold. Let's go. I love that they hate Stregobor too. Because the second like his name gets brought up, yep. they're like, oh, do you work with him? Like, we're not helping you if you work with Stregobor. Fuck that guy. Yep, yep. Fuck Stregobor. Kyle and I were talking so much shit on him. Episode four, three and four. He's just a total douchebag the entire mm -hmm. time. Well, you were putting uh, some respect on his name as a character. as like an interesting character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he doesn't have hands and just like yeah, that was a cool reveal. Just yeah. chaos. That's uh, really cool. They just kind of dig in, and they know these are sensitive questions, so that's why you know costs a whole lot. Istrid kind of gives them a clue, saying there's a gene in the Sintra bloodline that you know I've never seen before. Looks like only the women have it, and Fen kind of puts something together. She's like, "Oh, get that scroll. I think I, I think I remember something," um, and then she goes to kind of talk about the history of what happened. And she goes on and says, when the humans proved hostile, bringing death and destruction, the elves built a weapon to destroy them. Uh, she actually says, hey, the word for weapon is very similar to this other word in, in Elvish. I believe it's elder language. It was mistranslated to weapon instead of warrior. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh shit, they didn't build a weapon. There was an actual person. Which uh, Codringer then says, you know, Laura Doran, you don't really know who that is. And finally, we're almost done. Finally, they <laughs> read this one little article from a scroll of Laura Doran saying the excerpt read. And when the babe was born on a field, a fain wage sprung up and Laura Doran drew her last breath, crying. Know this, my curse will hound your sentence until the 10th generation. 
until my columns of time and space tremble and open up for my people. Then my vengeance will be born again. What'd you get from that, Jimmy? So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about the original vision quest last episode. And I said, I didn't want to bring it up until we get our episode six knowledge. So I took that vision quest, quote unquote, soul something or soul search. Yeah, they, they take their mushrooms they go on their vision quest and Siri's seeing, she's seeing, you know, her parents, she's seeing her grandmother. And at times, you know, she's getting looked at and talked to by certain characters. So Tris is saying, this isn't right. This isn't right. And Luke, you were talking about like, is it because the mother or somebody's so strong that they're being able to break through? And my guess was just that it's actually the curse that's causing this problem in the vision quest. And the, it's the curse that's talking to her. So, yeah, look at this guy. And there's Woo! not there's this is where we're starting to get into some, uh, you know, thin ice here with me and Paul, because I think I don't know how much the, they're going to follow the books here. But like this is sort of endgame stuff. So I don't think there's anything we can really comment on besides the fact that I think you're right. Um, mm -hmm. It seems like the show's going that way where this curse is can like the genetics, this, this genetic curse from Laura Dorn like is within Siri maybe. And like we're trying to, and we're seeing it start to show itself through these weird magical situations, I'll say. Right, right. Um, so our girl yeah, well, Siri's a warrior, man. The last line that they have is they kind of realize Calanthe hid this. Yep. That Calanthe hid her elven bloodline because she knew a generational weapon literally lurked in her bloodline. So that's like almost the answer, in my opinion, to why Siri is saying, you know, why does Calanthe hate elves so much? You know, she said it's really just fake. It's 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 just doing that so that no one would ever think that she has any elven blood in her at all, just so they could hide the curse. Exactly. Yeah, And now, uh, while we're on the pod, kind of talked about before, but let's get a little reaction here. The OA. Oh, we we, we brought this up in the last episode, I don't right? Think we, I don't think we did it on pod for people to see. I think it was after the app. Oh, you might be right. But yes, yeah. man, it was just fucking with me so badly. I didn't know where I recognized Fen from. And yep. I should have known this because I we just covered this on the podcast like three months ago. But yeah, man, that she is one of the scientists in season two of the OA. Mm -hmm. And She's just exactly who is described in the book as Fen too. Like, right. you know, she basically plays the part perfectly. Um, right, and it also right. gave me a bunch of, this is just another tangent off that. Did this not give you Codringer and Fen like Harry Potter vibes, like of like a Harry Potter store in Diagon Alley or something? <laughs> yeah, shit? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking uh -huh. that the whole time. I was like, the OA and Harry Potter. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to do it for Istrid and Codringer and Fen. I hope. Codringer and Fen come back just because mm -hmm. they're very cool. Yeah, they uh, are cool. I like them a lot. I will say they won't come back this season because I know that. But <laughs> how dare uh, you tell me that? Paul. Sorry, spoiler. So I have two episodes to watch, bro. But I enjoyed them a lot as well. I was trying to get across. Mm -hmm. But we're going to jump over to Vesemir and Triss at Caramorn. Vesemir is just depressed. He's like, you know, I've been a fucking fool. I was trying to turn this girl into a witcher. Maybe she could have died. Didn't even ask Geralt about it. And Trish is saying, hey, I was a full two. Don't worry about it. Where'd they go, by the way? You know, they didn't say, but if I had to guess, I guess they're going to Nenekes, which, again, I believe is how they pronounce it in the show. I don't, I wouldn't bet money on it. Um, <laughs> they kind of say whatever is running through Siri's veins, it's way more dangerous than we know. This is Trish just, you know, coming to the realization just after her vision quest, like you guys were saying. All of a sudden, Vesemir's medallion starts 
vibrating. And yeah. whenever that shit starts vibrating, you know something's gonna go down. I love because that. Yep. Something's oh, yeah. here. I love, how, here. I love how all the medallions go off too. What the ones that are hanging. So yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who is it? You don't see, but you do hear a snap. Yeah, yeah. And that's like okay. Colonel Mustang's here, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it turns out to be Rience. What do you guys think of this exchange between Rience versus supposedly a master witcher and uh, a master mage? Well, my whole my first thought is just the fact that Rience being able to use this forbidden magic just puts him in the top tier of mages, yeah. I guess, just in this version of the Witcher, because this mm-hmm. is not how it's supposed to really be. I agree. But like yeah. him being able to use the fire magic, I'm actually fine because Vesemir is clearly out of his prime. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really have anything else to say. Maybe he should have been able to put up a better fight. But it's not like he could take his potions or anything. You know, he all he did was too. have a little bit of his magic to use to protect himself, and then he got whooped on a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I fully take, like I said a million times, I don't have any knowledge of Rianz in the book. So for me, as a non-book reader, I fully take Rianz as a very top maze just because of that conversation he had where he says, whether you guys were agreeing or not because of your knowledge, but the fact that I can use this fire chaos, you know, one of the things he said is you have to be strong enough to be able to use it or it consumes you. And we know that our girl Yen, you know, we hate the fact that it's showing that she used it. I mean, she used it to a major, major degree, not just snapping her fingers, but, you know, it stole her chaos from her. So, yeah, I took him as like a big dog and I was mm-hmm. fine with him whooping on them a little bit. And yeah. this is the first time we get to see a scar on his face, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's the aftermath of the Yasker scene with Jennifer with drunk end. Uh, but we also yeah. do. I think Tris puts up a little bit of a mini fight in the beginning, yeah. at least, which gives yeah. her some respect, too. But I think it was more about how strong Rienz is and prepared he was compared to being rather than it being Vesemir being weak. Because he ain't no bitch, but, you know, he's not his prime. If you want to talk more Harry Potter, it kind of reminds me of the Death Eaters and Voldemort in a way where it's like, that he's doing magic that you're not supposed to do, you know, like yeah. Dumbledore strong and the other, you know, order of the Phoenix are strong, but they'll never go into that crazy, strong, dark magic. Yeah. You know, but Rienz will. And that's, you know, his, you know, that's his uh, advantage that he, that he has over. That's that. a good comparison, but, but that's pretty much the end of this scene because all that happens is it's like five, it's probably five minutes of real time, but you see Rienz, I don't know. Do they show it in the scene? I knew right away he obviously grabbed the elder. Yeah, blood. I, I think like, they show. I wrote that up, right? down, and I didn't even see if they did if he did do it though, because it was so obvious that that's why he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty much the end of that scene. Before we pick back up, Paul, did you have anything else to say about that? No, nah, just Vesemir. He kind of sends Vesemir flying after he had Triss kind of out of the fight, surrounded her by fire, I believe it was. So you get Vesemir one on one, and as soon as he sends Vesemir flying. He just kind of disappears. Tris, like you said, just yells for help. He yells mm-hmm. for Cohen or Lambert or something like that. And yeah, that's that's kind of it. Now, let me ask you guys this question. Say they actually were able, and I, this might be end game for this season or, or later seasons, but say they were able to use series blood to make a new Witcher. Is this going to be like a crazy, cursed, strong Witcher, like using her? cursed blood do you think it will ch- it's going to be anything different because it's from her specifically or do you think it, it would just create a normal witcher based on it being elder blood 
I, if I had to guess, I would say that it would just be a normal Witcher just because mm. of the Elder Blood. You know, that being said, you know, it is Siri, this chosen one that everybody's going after. So it could, you know, be way stronger and have a completely different effect than we're used yeah, to. I mean, there is that line where Trish is like, you know, we thought we were doing one thing, but we just took the blood. And I don't remember the exact line, but she pretty much says like the blood from someone who can end the world, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I yeah. would say watch and find out. and We'll see what they do, because I think mm-hmm. we're going to get some answers. Yeah. And uh, we, we kind of see Trish and Cohen talking after Vesemir gets knocked out. Um, she this is where she realizes that he actually did take something. You know, Lambert has a throwaway line. Well, at least he, you know, left empty handed. And she was like, well, shit, no, he didn't. Yeah, why do it I have of, here uh, Lambert starts being a bitch again? Is that for that line? I forget. Because uh, he <laughs> starts saying like, oh, it was a mage. Why don't we ask the other mage what yeah. the hell her kind yeah. is doing here? And it's like, bro, relax. Uh, Trish comes back with, you know, fire magic is off limits. Whoever this guy was not with the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's exactly. Okay, yep, yes, that that's it. what I've yep. written down. Fuck that guy, man. He, Lambert is so good at pissing me off, specifically me. <laughs> My God. I know he's I just hate what they decided to make him a douche. He's he's this really cool Witcher character. But mm-hmm. in the show, he's just you know, has to have this exterior of douchiness. Mm-hmm. It's a frat, bro. He's a frat, bro. Witcher. <clears throat> yeah, right. So we do get a scene with Rianne and Lydia. Um, this, we're going to bring this up later. We're going to cover it into more detail because it does come up again this episode. Um, but to go back to Tris and Vesemir. You know, tells Vesemir, you know, the vial's gone um, and that Trish is leaving. Vesemir just looks depressed. It looks like he's going to jump off a bridge. Um, and the last scene we get of Trish is her creating a teleporter to go to Eratusa, where she fu- sees Tisea. And Tisea is looking at this one poster of Yen, which I thought yeah. was cool. Mm-hmm. And Trish says to her, Hey, I'm loyal to you and I'm. I'm going to straight up tell you what exactly I know. I know for a fact that a drop of blood from Siri can change the world and in the wrong hands. Okay. So that's, that was my line. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. was the line that I was talking about. Okay, cool. I hate this. She will destroy it line. Cause it's like, it's not, Well, we already, we already gave Tris some shit for the way she reacted to Siri's vision quest and you know, how she reacted specifically at Siri instead of, going to someone else first again we've talked about a million times Siri's a young girl and it's that prophecy thing don't want to get too crazy with like weird rants but it's the situation like in x-men comics where apocalypse is reborn and he's like a kid mutant and the argument is can you raise him to not be apocalypse or is he going to always become apocalypse Mm -hmm. you know nature versus nurture and to make it more even like relevant to what we cover and shit like wheel of time like i won't say the spoiler because it's so fresh now but like yeah. it's like the whole prophecy is the dragon gonna break the world or see right the world? right and right. i'm only three books in so i don't even know the ending i'm just assuming that he saved the world but <laughs> yeah, like you, right, you got to right. keep that on the table for the trope and for the suspense and like the final showdown and shit is siri gonna be bad is she gonna be good i don't know but you know Fuck, uh, Trish should Trish should have <laughs> yeah, a little bit right. more confidence in her girl after meeting her because Siri's the shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, totally great. Now jumping over to the final and far and away the best storyline in my opinion mm-hmm. is just anything to do with Geralt yep. and Siri. Um, so we see them 
they are they just left Moore, and that was last time they're on roach just typical Siri and Geralt conversation walking through the woods feels like you're playing the game Geralt just asking a million or I'm sorry Siri asking a million questions Geralt not saying anything <laughs> he's still on the fact that you shouldn't have tried to become a witcher like you want to try and kill yourself so you can become a mutant so you can kill yourself getting revenge right like relax and Siri's like oh you just care about your duty you don't care about anything I want but before they even get to the temple they are hunting this Chernabog. I forgot mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, so this Carol is a here cool I, You mentioned this in the last podcast. Did, yeah. too, how cool this was. This is the amazing. POV. Hell I yeah. freaking love this like whole interaction. Mm-hmm. Carol's just kind of going out into the shallowest part of the river to pull it out. And Carol, or I'm sorry, Siri is on Roach. And you, we get that cool POV, mm-hmm. you know, looking down, weird colors. And it's you see it come over the, the mountain right over the horizon. Said it a million times, I'll say it again. The monsters in Netflix are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we see some art. We see some art. I signs. was going to say, Geralt's use of magic in this scene is so great. It's just purely pretty much defensive, just yeah. in the feel for what's good with this monster because it just came out of the monolith, him and Istrid watch, like figure it out. And he's just playing defense right here. And this is before he even pops the elixirs, too, right? So it's like mm-hmm. the warm up. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. Exactly. And very hard scene to watch. Ends up, Chernabog <laughs> goes towards Siri, but no. actually gets Roche. Uh. We get Roche just lying on the ground with three gashes out of its hindquarters. And, you know, Geralt just ends it real quick. Says a nice few last words. Enjoy your last walk through the meadow. Mm-hmm. Geralt's a big softy. Right you in know, the feels, dude. Anything Wait. that happens to the, his horse is the only time he actually gets emotional. <laughs> yep. Yep. I forget if this is show or book that they explain the whole roach thing, but Jimmy, you tell me if the, if you know. But like how does every horse is roach? Every horse he, is roach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know if I knew that just because of looking shit up or if I knew it from the show, to be honest. But yeah, yeah every time he gets a new horse, it's roach. I do I, know that. For some reason, I think it is actually a book thing because I have like a like a memory in my mind of Yasker or technically Dandelion because the books saying right, right. like, why are you calling this white horse Roach, bro? I thought the other one was Roach. He's like, yeah, yeah they're all Roach. <laughs> I mean, guy, guy or girl, you know, yeah. male or female, it's Roach. Like That's why I wrote yeah. Roach 3.0 dies from the monster. Because <laughs> I think it's his third, maybe. Yeah, could be wrong, that's a but... shame, man. Roach was, was a good horse. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Hopefully. good one. This is the one he was talking to outside of Novellan's place saying like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to like Siri because she she talks all the time or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She won't listen to me. Does everything yeah. the opposite of whatever I say. I can't but, believe the showrunners put three gashes in a real horse, too, man. Yeah. Just for the, yeah. just for stupid Netflix. Can't believe, can't believe they killed this. They had Henry Cavill <laughs> kill a horse on set just for this. Yeah. Scene. Um, but besides that horrible sad scene, um, they just kind of have. Geralt talking to Siri saying, Hey, you ready for this? You know, go up to the top of the cliff. Just yep. Go be bait real quick. He downs the elixir. And I like how we keep the camera on him to watch him turn mm-hmm. from normal Geralt to, you know, black eyes, pale skin. Mm-hmm. Just the, the color fades and it just looks so good. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. Um, long story short, Geralt's a beast. Just jumps, <laughs> up, jumps off the cliff and drags a knife through the Chernabog in midair. And this is good for Siri too because it t- it says a million things about her. You know, major trust in Geralt. She's a badass. She'll sit there and and not move. 
you know, cause he's basically saying, stay there. Don't move. Don't move. And this thing is freaking huge and coming at her. And she just saw it slash up roach. She's not moving one bit. She waits and last second, she trusts Geralt to, to take its ass down. And Geralt trusts her. Cause normally in these kind of situations in fantasy or whatever kind of show it is like the, the caretaker won't let, a little get involved yeah get involved yeah, at all yeah. but he yeah. even after doing the whole elder blood stuff like he still was like hey if you want to do it go up there and do it and it, it was just a, such a cool moment uh yeah. but the one part i didn't like even though it was a really cool line after he does the after he basically does the, the cliff jump and kill he's like mm-hmm. what the fuck are my swords yeah <laughs> why wouldn't you have those swords yeah. at this part you know yeah yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened. I think he, I don't know if he lost it while he was in the river or, you know, Turnbull came down and when he got Roach picked off the source or something. I don't know what happened, but yeah, he yeah. just has to drop the F bomb. I'll forgive it because it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I love this fatherly girl we get where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm proud of you, Siri. What you did back there was courageous. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, it feels good to, to, to be appreciated. Now um, to the temple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're getting there. Really, real quick, uh, see, so just has a line of, you know, I had that pull again. Like yeah. I, I had a feeling that it was coming for me. I don't think it wanted to hurt me. It's like, yeah, you see what think Roach? but that's also one of those things where is it foreshadowing the fact that she's like the leader of this these evil beings? You know, because they're saying she could destroy the world. Is it like Siri, the good girl who you think? is good you know but she's prophesized to be bad and the thing is drawn to her because it's actually like actually the master of of all of them or something yeah she even says you know if the monsters are coming through the monolith and it's my fault and i feel terrible yeah yeah luke what you're about to say i just have no idea because this is yet again i was gonna say that i was gonna be like i (laughs) literally don't fucking i don't even have the first guess not information at all yeah at all Um, so she kind of goes on to that pull feeling again. She says, you know, when the Black Knight had her, Siri, she felt fear and anger. But later in season one, I don't know if you remember this, like men came for her in a field to collect her bounty to turn oh, her yeah. over to Nilfgaard. And she said she didn't have fear. She was just angry. Yep. And she ended up, you know, screaming and killed them all. Gareth's like, how many did you kill? Four. And that was <laughs> like four. And that was like a blackout for her, right? She doesn't remember Mm -hmm. killing all of them. Yeah. She just like remembers kind of screaming. And then I assume she just blacks out. That's super similar to the blackout that her mom has. Pavetta in the scene where Dooney. The wedding ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The wedding feast. Yeah. So, yes. Finally, we get to the temple of Melatele. Uh, (laughs) Goddess of fertility and harvest. And we also get introduced to Nenica. And she is kind of the leader of everybody at the temple. Um, we kind of learned that this is really a school to kind of learn. And um, even witches go here just to get the basics of magic down. This is where witches learn uh, their signs. Right. So Geralt gives off his swords and he's like, hey, there's no fighting here. No politics. The temple is known for its neutrality. You're going to be all safe here. Uh, we kind of get Nenica. I mean, we see that Geralt and her have a, uh, a history. They have a past relationship where they know each other very well. You know, said, Hey, missed you. Missed you too. A lot. Geralt doesn't say that to anybody. No. 
And you could tell with this kind of thing for all the Witcher train that Geralt and the Witchers deal with, it's usually brutal, but it seems like Nenica was very good to him, you know, and it was an actual like a reprieve in his in the brutality of his training. I was so excited to see these characters and spoiler for the next scene, Jar, Jar to show yeah, up. Yar, I can they do Yar, right? Yeah, Yar. Yar yeah, yeah. It, like Yaskier, Yar, yeah. It destroyed me when it said it because I was like, I have been saying everything wrong my whole life. But <laughs> both of these characters were something from the books that were like, you know, they were there. Couple mm-hmm. chapters here and there. I just did not think we were going to get them. And they're way different than what I have in my head. And they're way cooler. Maybe not <laughs> J- J- or Yar because he's, he's, he's pretty much what he was. But he's simping Neneke for Siri, dude. was way different. Neneke? Neneke? I think it's <laughs> what the fuck your name is. I know. I pronounce it as like Neneke, like but yeah. in the beginning in the books when I read it to myself. So it's and when hard I, to... when I take notes for fantasy shows, I write the character's name once and then I put the first letter of their first name mm-hmm. for yeah. the rest to save space. And it's always mm-hmm. like like N makes an appearance, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You're like, damn it, Pest Luke, stop being lazy. <laughs> Uh, but we get Siri and Nenica in her office, and they're saying we can help the beginning process of controlling your chaos. Siri kind of drops the line, like, "Oh, I can become a daughter of chaos." Nenica's like, "Hey, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you hear that?" She heard it from one of her prophecy visions before. Uh, Nenica says, "You know, the questions you're asking require knowledge that has been lost in time, lost for a reason. Like, are you sure you're ready?" Uh, she Siri, just being the badass she is, goes, "Yeah, I'm ready for the truth, whatever it takes." Mm-hmm. Um, they actually drop a cool Geralt a line of like, yeah. "Hey, how how do you know Geralt?" And Nenica's like, "Well, you see that giant crack in the wall? That was uh, we had an Ard incident where he almost <laughs> destroyed the office that we're in." It's and it's Ard the push. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of a two headed like line there one saying you know this is cool Geralt was a student here as well way back when he was still learning also Geralt is super strong mm-hmm. like we, we said it a few times the when he went through the trials he kind of was head and shoulders above the rest and this is just showing his potential again he almost destroyed the entire office when he was just learning how to use the art sign yeah so he's That's our boy he's a beast uh, but if that's the end of that, I want to take the next scene just because I thought it was so freaking. Is that it? That's all you want to say? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I had. I think it's so freaking funny when what is her name? Freya Allen, right? Who plays Siri? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she just feels like confident and like gets in her charismatic bag, like she's just so <laughs> entertaining to see. And like the first instance of it was totally what you were saying a couple episodes ago, Paul, when she makes the appearance, when, when, uh, Esco, I think walks up yeah. to her and he's like, yo, what the fuck's your deal? And she's just like funny as shit in that scene. And just like confident. And she does the same shit to Yar here, just like basically embarrassing this little kid kind of. And that's what she really does to him. Like all the time, she treats him like she's so much older because mm-hmm. from an events perspective, she really is. She's like way more mature. Yeah. She's seen death, like all this stuff. So I just thought she's just so charismatic on screen, like as Siri, when she's doing shit like this, that mm-hmm. I just, you know, like this whole scene is she gets that magic, the, the magic ball um, or boculum. Yeah. Is that something or was that new? Cause I, okay. I don't believe it is. Like, Maybe do the they video games have items like this or no. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, not, I don't believe they have this one specifically. Yeah, perhaps they do, but they do have like a bunch of different magical items. 
Um, and I guess this one is in the beginning to help train Siri. Right. You don't, you don't, nobody tells her what it is or what it does or what she's supposed to do with it. Mm-hmm. Just that she needs it to kind of train. Right. Luke, you totally are right. You are just like this nerd going mm-hmm. around saying like, oh, or, or Boculum's is a cool tool for you, but you know, my tool is much bigger, <laughs> bigger. and much more powerful. Yeah. And knowledge. I knew, I knew you would love that line. Your, your oh, tool yeah. almost broke my toe. <laughs> yeah. That, and I was going to get to that Siri just being your, your dang tool almost broke my toe. Like just being like joking, confident. She kills it. Yeah. I mean, I even love like when he's taking her away, Yar, you know, she goes, she passes Gerald and she's like, help me. <laughs> yeah. Yar actually has Yare, don't know, whatever. He has two quick lines after his knowledge line that I just want you to kind of put in the your back pocket and maybe okay. keep an eye out for. He uh, says, like, hey, did you know that neuromancers can relive past events just by looking at paintings? And mm. did you know there's a myth about a long lost tower on the continent that used to connect? And then he gets cut off real quick uh, because his big tool almost broke her toe. <laughs> uh, but... Those are two, cool, two little cool lines that you should probably. I did not remember that second one, and that second one's lit. <laughs> both, both of them are pretty, yeah. pretty dope. Um, series just a beast. That's that was my summary note from this scene. Yeah. Uh, we also real quick just have Nenica and Geralt kind of talking. Geralt says, "Hey, what do you think of Siri? Like, what do you think of her after talking to her?" And Nenica is just like, "I don't see a way that you're not fucked." I think okay. you are completely screwed because you are in charge of looking after her saying like thousands have been killed in the pursuit of her. Like, are you, are you ready for this? Like she recited Ithlene's prophecy during one of her episodes and, you know, they, they bring up the wild hunt again um, saying she's a child of destiny. And it's just like all these, like, yeah, you're fucked. There are forces at play larger than we know you are a part of her and she's a part of you going to this whole destiny has more of a meaning and more power than in this world than you think it would. But finally, like you said, Yen is looking in and sees Siri and she hears uh, the deathless mother in the back of her head. Say, find me, steal me. And we do get a fuck. Yen Mm -hmm. is walking around. She's like, Oh, I'm just admiring the architecture, trying to act like she belongs. She opens a door and it's locked. And she goes, fuck. And goes Goes and tries another door, but it was fate because this door was none other than our favorite witcher, Geralt. Mm-hmm. And the door opens and Geralt's not looking, but he's like, oh, no, no, Siri, I'll come to you later. And then he like, is that snaps up and his eyes open wide because he feels he's, in his loins, man. He smells <laughs> that lilac and gooseberries, <laughs> uh, her signature smell um, and just stands up and they have a cool reunion. You know, what do you guys think of this saying like? Oh, like, is this real? I don't care. Just being together again. Isn't mm-hmm. it nice? Isn't it's that nice? so nice, man. I, I like that. That uh, Jennifer kind of assumed like, oh, this is your child of surprise. And in the back of her head, she's like, fuck. But also, yep. I- I'll talk a little bit more about this as we go through the next scene, too. But, dude, my man, Henry Cavill, is so good at being like a smitten witcher because (laughs) jesus man like he's so good at showing no emotions but being the happiest version of showing no emotions in Mm -hmm. the entire show like here and the next scene when yen's talking to siri he's just like kind of looking at her i was just like wow dude this is this is awesome he's like this could be my family yeah me yen and siri just living the dream how good 
how good is Siri coming into the room as they're smooching? Yeah. She's like, girl, do you have any idea? And then she sees, oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> and Paul, um, this is what you wanted to talk about, right? Because this is where we get our name drop of the episode here when Geralt's yep. describing who Yennefer is. This is my uh, dear friend. <laughs> yeah. So she, she looks at him and was like, dear friend. Well, that's what you're going to call me? Yeah. So this is a big call to the books how Geralt and Yen get. Uh, reunited is Geralt actually writes a letter from Karamorn to Yen saying will you please come and try to train Siri this this young girl that I'm looking after and it's saying that Geralt as he's reading this letter can tell that she wrote it just so pissed off and angry Hmm. because he started his letter with dear friend which he thought <laughs> was like a good way he didn't know what to do because i haven't seen each other forever so he just goes with dear friend what's wrong with dear yen <laughs> <laughs> yeah right would have been better so this triggered her and in her response she goes dear friend it was so nice to hear from you dear friend and uh, <laughs> as you being my dear friend of course i will do this for you and basically just rips him apart for calling her a dear friend and he's probably like damn she called me friend three times we're good yeah he it was so funny the reading uh the book was actually just like carol knew at the end that he was like cursing himself and Mm -hmm. he was like why the fuck did you do that so i a lot of fans were upset that they didn't go more into this in the show it's really hard to do that um i just like that they did have the call out of dear friend right in there and actually did have it in there but it, this whole conversation basically just continues to part two, so we can keep talking about whatever we want here. So they they catch up. Mm-hmm. I think they have their drinks. They're chilling in the temple, and mm-hmm. they start talking about. Um, I think Yennefer met a unicorn at one point, or they're just yeah. talking about the existence of unicorns. Sirius, like, hey, the, you really expect me to believe unicorns exist? Yeah, because yeah. because you have to be pure of heart for it to show up. And Geralt's exactly. like, well, then how the hell do you see one? Mm-hmm. it's slightly different the criteria of what they just kind of randomly drop in the books but like for the sa- for the purpose of the show that works only approach those that are pure of heart whatever but we find out that Yennefer she's been hiding from the brotherhood we actually learned that from Istrid first right I think she just reemphasized that like they're talking about that in general and mm-hmm. it's a, this is the part of my notes where I said wow man like Geralt just looks ecstatic right now just like <laughs> yeah. looking at Yennefer and Siri has the magical ball and she's like alright I'm gonna let you guys go because there's some sexual fucking tension here <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go figure out what this ball does <laughs> yeah you guys seem like you need to catch up yeah that unicorn line uh, I don't know if you saw but when Yen replies, says, yeah, unicorns are real. I had a stuffed one until it broke. Yen and kind of looked up at Geralt and Geralt kind of saw, made eye contact and like turned away. Yen had a stuffed unicorn that she loved to fuck on. No idea why. <laughs> they never explain what? it. Geralt hated it. But Yen always wanted to bang on this stuffed unicorn. And it's in the books? In the books. That's you can do it hilarious. in the games, too. I've done it. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Just, that's, it, that's some attention to detail by yeah, right who's the, who does it cd it's the same people that cd projects De- yeah the same people that did cyberpunk and red dead redemption mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so funny so funny so i loved how they kind of threw that in there and they even threw like the the smirks and eye contact between mm-hmm. yen and Daryl in there mm-hmm. so uh so yeah, is this like, like a saying, real taxidermy stuffed unicorn she bangs on yep 
Wow. Disrespectful for that unicorn. That doesn't seem very comfortable, man. If it was like a stuffed animal, it might be a little bit better. Bro, she says she was like a freaking like her back was broken her whole life. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she doesn't care. She her level of comfort and yours are wildly (laughs) different. Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah. Siri had the cool line. Geralt says you're the most powerful mage she's ever known. And Yen's like, really? He would say that. That's nice. Uh, we also learn that Geralt came across one of her other dear friends. And mm-hmm. he told me what happened to her at Eratusa. Like Luke said, he she kind of confesses that she is hiding from the Brotherhood. Right. And she kind of uses that as a as a lie because she really her main goal isn't just hiding from the brotherhood it's actually to go after siri mm-hmm. but as Geralt brings it up she just kind of leans into it and it's like yeah i'm on the run i'm a refugee mm-hmm. um they kind of go off and now they're like talking to the hallway she's saying have you ever dreamed about me like or fantasized about me and He's like, I don't know. Did you? She's like, Yeah, I did. I, I dreamed that you were, you know, ripped apart by a, <laughs> by a troll. <laughs> this is when uh, she starts acting a little suspicious, right? Because yeah. they're talking about Rians and Yasker for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we do have a Nenike and Siri conversation, which I forgot to. Bring which, up, yeah, when but... she's lighting the candles and stuff. Me yeah. and, Jimmy, me and Paul, before we recorded the last, like the beginning of last episode, we said like there was just a scene couple scenes throughout these two episodes that are just so useless. I literally took a note for this scene. I, I, I told Paul, I was like, I took a note for a scene where I just took nothing away from it. And he goes, oh, the one where Siri talks to Nenike? And I was like, that's the fucking <laughs> one. I took nothing that's away hilarious. from the scene besides, yeah. I don't know, Nenike was there. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That It's like a five-minute conversation, and she's just saying, you know, lightning candle for Roach from Mousesack. She Neneke has a line about, you know, with the right guidance, you might have the ability to break this cycle of hatred once and for all. That's, and that's probably the, it. That's, that's it. the yeah. main takeaway. Yeah. But and, to continue yeah. on, yeah, now we got Yen and Geralt talking. They kind of go along saying, you know, you hurt me. Yen is saying to Geralt, you hurt me, which I don't like this because in the books, Yen knows, sorry, spoiler. Yen knows right from the get-go, as soon as Geralt made that third wish that Yen and Geralt fell in love, she knows that he made that wish. In the show, she like realizes as they're going for that dragon at Cairn. Right, right. And she gets all pissed and says, now she's saying, like, you hurt me because you didn't tell me. And I'm like, they shouldn't really have that conflict because, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just spoiled. And the the books, it's like a whole thing that. You're not, it's never been explicitly stated the canon wish, like the word for word wish of what Geralt's last wish was. Mm-hmm. So like, it's so up in the air. And that's just one of the mysteries of the series that was meant to be is like, what did he say word for word? Like, I wish this girl's soul is just connected to mine now. Or is it like, I wish she's in love with me. So like, no one really knows. That's kind of the point. But you know, there's there's there should be mystery around it, but you're right, Paul. Like, I don't love how like it's like a dispute between them right now. Yeah, uh, honestly, they get over it pretty quickly. Like, it doesn't. Jennifer doesn't seem like she's going to hold it against him going forward. Mm-hmm. It's just one rift, and there's another one coming up at the end of this episode. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why? But anyway. Uh, they continue talking. Yen says that she ran into Yaskir at Oxenfort. Oxenfort. 
and there was a firefucker that was after him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rianne, she doesn't say the name Rianne, she just says firefucker. But this firefucker was looking for you, Geralt. And Geralt realizes, no, he wasn't looking for me. He was looking for Siri. Mm-hmm. And they do show that Geralt was like, oh, is Yaskir okay? Like, mm. he cares. It's one Definitely. of his only friends in the yeah. entire world. <laughs> Which Yaskir I guess last hates Geralt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now. Doesn't really hate, but he doesn't hate him. He's just upset. Yeah. Uh, Geralt. Because he loves him. Geralt tells Yen that her heart has been racing this whole time. Like, yep. she, she was like, hey, what's going on? Are you nervous? And, you know, it's this is really her kind of freaking out a little bit because she kind of has to betray Geralt by stealing Siri away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what she's nervous about. But she's playing it off saying, you know, some wounds refuse to heal before they really go off on too much of a description of what wounds it is. You know, it's not the baby. The fact that Yen can't have a baby anymore. She doesn't say what it is, but they do go to find Siri. Um, Dude, turn up for the rest of this episode because man, yes. it's been it's been since the end of episode. I feel like episode three, four, and five didn't have too much action when they get like with non monsters and like this gets back to how it was. Like I love yeah. this whole sequence of events, and we'll talk about some specifics. But uh, yeah, so just to go to the Rian scene that we skipped over before, Rian is talking to Lydia. Um, at this this random restaurant, he's holding the vial of Siri's blood and the Witcher potion. Um, but Rance isn't giving it up right away because he's saying this isn't what their deal was. Their deal was to get the girl. This is something else. So I will give this to you if you tell me who your employer is. Mm-hmm. Um, Put that theory hat on, Jimmy. What do you got? I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you guys. Like, do you are you not allowed to know? Like, say anything because of the books? Oh, or definitely not. Oh, we know. This is something uh, that's going to be consistent, and we I feel like our knowledge is too much. So I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be good with a theory on this one, to be honest. I, I don't. I, really I'm know. not asking for a real yeah. theory. I'm just any oh, initial okay, thoughts okay, yeah. of just like who you think her boss is, like any names at all. Yeah, keep it in the back of your head. Yeah, but I'll wait says, till I get the answer, and then I'll tell you I knew it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five seconds before the reveal, and you call it out. Five seconds. Yeah. The classic Paul. Um, <laughs> but she says, hey, if you're going to go through with this, you're going to need a crew. So I know some particularly savage brothers. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. Son of a bitch, right? I'm in. <laughs> so cut back to Siri walking through the temple. Um, she's just walking the halls, holding her orb. She finds a book on the ground. It's the Ith- prophecy. That's just a coincidence because it was actually Yare. The big tool. Who, yeah, it, it was his big tool that he dropped. She sees <laughs> the blood on the ground and she sees Yari knocked out. And then she hears footsteps and Rianne shows up with the crew of his Michelet brothers. These Dude. are cool. I like that they kept them from the books. Me fucking too, man. I appreciated <laughs> the shit out of this because in the books, Jimmy, they get like a chapter like kind of describing mm-hmm. how fucking ruthless ruthless this group is and like these brothers that are gonna fuck shit up like you know all this thing goes on and basically not the same thing happens because it's not at the temple or anything i think it's actually at oxenfurt that this whole fight happens Mm -hmm. but it's just Mm -hmm. it goes exactly like this it's just they gas them up so much and then Geralt comes in and just you know (laughs) commence the ass whooping yeah and the choreography is just let's go oh definitely just to jump 
to the books again real quick. Sapkowski does this thing where he just will start a new paragraph and it's just a, the perspective of somebody completely different. And he mm-hmm. does the perspective of the Michelet brothers real quick. There's of one of them. Um, it is really cool. I liked how he does do that. Sometimes he does it a little too much for my taste, mm-hmm. um, but he gives them a whole background. So it's cool that they did throw him in. Like we were saying, dude, um, so good, man. Yen walks up, you know, nice scar shithead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, is, this, yeah. is this the fire fucker? Yep. <laughs> All right, get Siri out of here. Let's take care of this shit. Pretty much. But he does do that. He does do the circle of fire on Yen, mm-hmm. right? On Siri. Oh, and then, on Siri and before then they Yen, show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's actually it's actually Gerald that comes in and just ards them yeah, back real quick because, and um, get the fire out of there. Yen mm-hmm. can't do shit. So, Dude. Yeah. but like you were saying, like the choreography, it's it's like as it was building, they're circling Gerald. It's mm-hmm. like you could literally hear the bell ring from like a boxing match. Like the bell rang and then immediately that everybody just jumps into action. These guys are fully equipped. He's got no swords, no potions, and he's whooping their ass. Barehanded. Dude. Just destroying yeah. them. I, I just love how, I, yeah, go I was going to say, I love how Geralt tells Siri, like, you're going to be fine here. Like this, this is a safe palace. Like he gives up his swords. And next thing you know, like, 20 dudes with swords and Rianne's just show up ready to ready to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, that, that fuck where my swords line was foreshadowing. Yeah. Without a doubt, my favorite fucking kill of this entire show. Obviously, I think you guys know where I'm going with this, but oh, dude, yeah. when Geralt just freaking is like fighting with the one brother, levitates him up in the air and, and puts the sword under the sword. and just lets Hell, him fucking yeah. like gravity kill him. I was like out of my chair, like, yep. let's fucking go. I that like I almost like when Geralt fights humans more than monsters because he I just, like it too. It's dude, it's... he does it in such creative ways, and because he's a witcher and has magic and shit. Like at the end of episode one of season one, that still is probably top three scenes of the entire show when he fucks up all of um Renfrey's like crew. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. also mm-hmm. Johnny Dogs from Peaky Blinders. Yeah. But uh yeah. dude, it's just so good when when you just see the difference between what the Witcher trials do to a human compared to Mm -hmm. other humans like that's Mm -hmm. the part that really like is just so insane to me and it's just man i was i I have chills right now thinking about you know fucking all the brothers up and and rianne's like kind of ditches out and goes chases yennefer and siri because that's the main goal why these are the distraction and how cool was it when gerald's got four dudes all around him they slow it down a little bit as he's like mid punching one in the face yeah. and he's just kind of perceiving everything that's going on in the room. He sees Rianne's in the background, slowly walking to where he had Siri ran to. And he's like, all right, let me, you know, take this guy out. I'll get that guy out of here and I'll start taking off for, for Rianne's. And it's just, they do a really good job of breaking down everything that he perceives mm-hmm. that art kill just sending using art sending him right up in the air and it was so good and obviously um, the slow motion tooth coming out of the face yep awesome that's when i wrote down i was like that's when i realized girl just has bare hands man he just he has his bare hands doing it man up. yeah we go to yen and siri and they have the door locked but rienz is trying to burn it down and get in she's giving siri you know lesson number one see the outcome make it happen the or boculum Reacts to magic that isn't Yen's, right? So, you know, it must be series, and, and that's she still like Yen doesn't actually say word for word, like I don't have my magic, right? It's just her saying this is reacting mm-hmm. and it's not my magic, so use it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Siri doesn't know that Yen, right, doesn't have her magic. Same with Gerald, I believe. Gerald <clears throat> definitely doesn't know, 
I just so, again, it's it's sad to see, but also kind of cool in this specific instance that Rian's basically only uses fire magic. Like he's just only fire. It seems like like it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like but, you should yeah. be able to use anything, and right. you're gonna emphasize that fire makes you fucked up, like whatever. But it is cool in this specific scenario when he's like burning down the freaking burning thing, down the put, door and the put statue, them on a yeah, time yeah. limit, yeah. and then you know portal freaking opens and Siri, I don't know, cast. He did we it. Do we use the word cast? I, I, you guess channels. Yeah, I guess <laughs> channels. Yeah. Cass is magicians. Channels wheel of time. Yeah, freaking yeah. Yeah, she pulls up a portal. She uses the port key. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Uh, <laughs> as they're going through, you know, of course, Geralt sees one last second. He actually throws a sword at Rance, but Rance steps backwards into a portal to get out of there. But Geralt does have a second where he sees Yen through the door, makes eye contact, goes, Yen, stop. Don't so sad. It. Breaks Don't your heart. It. She goes, I wish you could. Bang goes in. That's really all we get. We kind of see them land. Land, in, yeah. And okay. on the other side of the portal. And this is for me and Jimmy only because you've seen these last two. I thought, well, I guess because Siri created the magic. I shouldn't be thinking this, but it looked like the cabin of the Deathless Mother. Or Okay. Where? It's not. Okay. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> is that a spoiler or you're just saying it's not based on like, are you telling us that it, because you're about to get what the cabin is? I'm sure that's I'm, like the I'm, first scene. My yeah. guess, my theory is that it's going to be somewhere in Sintra because usually like when that shit happens, when you're using magic, like you like, especially like think about like apparition or poor keys or whatever, like you go where your mind takes you. And mm -hmm. usually you think of like, what you know, the first thing that pops in your head and it's usually like. Like, it, again, we're talking too much Harry Potter, probably, but it's like Hermione when she takes him to the woods in book seven. And she's like, I went here with my family. It's the first thing that popped in my head. So maybe for Siri, it's something like somewhere in her home. In you know, that That's actually a head. great thought, because like you're saying, like Jennifer says, envision something, make it happen. Right. And I right. can't even think like because of how the show has gone so far up to this point, I don't think we really know enough spots for it to be somewhere else like they they didn't go yeah. to the brokolon forest like that would be dumb it's a cabin like they didn't go they didn't go back yeah, to the I witcher headquarters I, yeah like, i was gonna say i doubt they went to care morin yeah well i guess that would have been a now. freaking smart one to do but yeah, yeah <laughs> it was jimmy jimmy was a pretty good guess his first guess like yeah. oh since sounds right yeah um so one little detail and it's pretty much the last thing you get is as soon as they land in that cabin they both kind of puke yeah, and you're, yeah, you're yeah. like, what's 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 the deal here? How they've used portals a bunch, and nobody did it. It, I believe that it is in the books that when you are first learning, and this is a reason why Geralt doesn't exactly love him. If you don't do the portal exactly right, it can make you physically nauseous and puke. Mm -hmm. So this was Siri's first time using a portal, so she ends up not knowing how to do it exactly correct, and it makes him puke. Yeah, I like that. They That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I am that's hyped, it. Though. Yeah, dude, that yeah. was such a good way to end the freaking two episodes to like Geralt just in his bag. He now knows Rient is his freaking enemy. So like mm -hmm. that's going to be set yeah. up for some good battles later, hopefully. And then we already said one of my favorite takeaways from this episode is that we're probably I don't know what's going to specifically happen, but the whole Fringilla Kahir conversation about Amir showing up soon. Insane. Like, I want that yeah. to be a thing. And uh, yeah, like those are the two things I'm really looking forward to is like, where the fuck are we with Yennefer and Siri, and how's Yennefer going to treat this knowing that she kind of walked away from Geralt? And then also like what the fuck is going to happen with the whole uh, elf guard storyline? Right.
Agreed. I agree 100% with what you just said. Mm-hmm. Geralt and Siri is what you're most looking forward to, right? Probably. Well, not a thing. <laughs> I but... just... I... <laughs> oh, Geralt, shit. Yeah. Geralt I, and Siri? I, yeah, shit. I guess they're uh, split up there. I was always saying, you know, that's my favorite storyline. Anytime uh, they're together. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I guess they're not right now. Yeah. Two, op- two episodes left. Cannot wait to hear you guys' reactions after you watch them. Text me after because i need to know immediately but before we get out of here we're gonna do a bang kill mary real quick we haven't done too many of these for the witcher so we got plenty of options we're gonna go with three studs we're gonna go with Geralt, yaskier and istrid okay that's actually pretty good i feel like luke has a little bit of a a a thought process he's gonna have to go through with with istrid versus yaskier (laughs) um yeah i i can start if you guys want we're taking it like we're in this universe. Okay. Yes. I'm not bringing him home to my mom, right? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. Okay. I am going to marry Geralt. And we said this before when I married Yen, when we did the BKM. I'm going to marry Geralt, and we're going to have a nice little reverse Mormon marriage. That's going to be great. Um, you, Geralt, and Yen? Yes. It's yes, going to be okay. amazing. It's going to be amazing. I. I'm actually, I can't believe I'm saying it, going to kill Yaskier. Okay. Because he must, must have STDs of like every kind. Back in the oh, day, that's, that's no true. protection. He's wow. banging mistresses left and right. I don't want to get warts. Well, you could be one of his mistresses, dude. <laughs> no, I'm going to be Istrid's mistress. I'm going to bang Istrid because okay. uh, by banging him, I feel like I'll get a little bit of an in into you know Aratusa, maybe you know some of his history and knowledge, and uh, I'll, I'll make out just a little bit with him. I'll make out with him just a little, just enough to you know, get some <laughs> get some good get relationship. Some knowledge, okay. Yeah. All right, I, I'm gonna. Get, nah, 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 I'm it. taking it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, right, all right. Uh, so I'm gonna actually bang Yasker. I'll get these magical STDs. I'll explain that in one second. Uh, but he's definitely got the most experience of these three, right? Like he's been around the world. If we're gonna fucking yeah, do it, we're gonna good. we're gonna roll for the Might fucking well experience, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get my magical STDs cured by my by my new husband Istrid, the magician. Wow. Oh, so you're whoa. I'm killing Geralt, but for the whoa. only reason what for the only reason is okay. So Geralt and Istrid both treat Yennefer amazingly. Like they both love her, like whatever. Right, that right. that that shit's pretty much tied. But I, I need the emotions, baby. I need the freaking like come yeah, on, give and take. I'm not talking to a wall right here. Plus, like I said, he's gonna cure me my my freaking Yasker SEDs and he can portal. So that alone nice. is enough for me to be like, let's get it. We'll take sorry, sorry Gerald. Sorry, Henry. And... It was Henry Cavill, though. Different story. Maybe. All right. So I'm taking this from Paul's point of view, where if I get Geralt, that means I get to have a little bit of a, a three person relationship with Yen. And that's going to mean something to me with my answer here, because I'm going to marry Geralt. He's going to protect me for life. OK, nice. Nice. He's he's my protector. We're going to have our daughter, Siri, and we're going to have our wife, Yen. OK, now <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> we're, we're going to have <laughs> yeah. now I'm killing Istrid because Istrid loves Yenna. OK, and if I don't kill him, he's going to have he's going to have a grudge against me for marrying Yen and Geralt, you know, and it's going to be a problem. So if I kill him, then I'm not going to have to deal with an enemy for a long time. Now, Yaskier, he's going to serenade me. 
and he's just going to get the clothes off, man. Back you know, that's what he life, does. Bro, back yeah. your life. That's what he does. And if I get the STDs, I'm married to Yen. And if she gets her chaos back, I'm sure she can take care of me and she <laughs> can get rid of those. Like, she can get rid of her SDSDs with her magic. So marry Damn. Geralt, bang Yaskier and kill Istrid. So you guys, gotta... you guys had this. Uh, no, Paul, you killed Yaskier, right? Yeah, I was going to okay, say, so you got to tell me how, how good he is in a sec. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when we yeah. all have different answers. There you go. That is good. Can't believe you killed Geralt. That hurts me. That uh, but, I was not. Exp- I was in. I knew as Istrid was going to be something for you, Luke, because I know how you love those char- types of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Istrid portal. I, I love those types right of men. Uh, last thing I'll say, though, because I know we're about to get out of here. Um, I still think like maybe I'm biased, recency bias, but I think we're just peaking. This whole season has been from episode one to now feels to me. So far, it's been up and up. Like I cannot mm-hmm. wait for seven and eight because I've I said it on the last time I was on the podcast. I'm already in. Like I think this season's better than season one. And if it ends strongly, like I can't see how. Like if you don't care about the source material and books, like you don't love this show. I I was talking to Kyle's sister the other day. She was saying like this is top tier TV, like even above wheel time in her head. So it Damn. seems like the general population so far from my experience loves it. Like my dad absolutely loves this season. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. loving this season. I'm, I'm just hoping that seven and eight stick with the theme. Yeah, let's uh let's get some ratings in here. We actually haven't done ratings in a while, mm-hmm. but if you had to rate episode six, uh, where do you want to do five and six or just six? It's tough because we didn't. Me and Jimmy didn't rate any of them yet, so it's hard to compare. Right, right, right. And I only rated one and two, which I think I gave them both sevens, just like yeah. above average. Um, I would have rated three and four probably like eights, and this mm-hmm. is right around the same thing, like eight, eight and a half. I really think that maybe it's the compounding of the first six episodes, but or the first five. But I think like six might be my favorite i don't know i i it's hard to tell it's separating when we're binging them like this but i just think that out of the pairs that we've done them in five and six have been my favorite i think i would agree with that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'd give it like seven and a half i give it an eight i think Rance introduction with that Gerald fight scene with the michelet brothers all really cool we got a lot of information about kind of what siri is as a whole like mm-hmm. what her, the title of you know elder blood entails um so it it was a good episode mm-hmm. besides the siri lightning candle scene with neneke yeah and <laughs> take out take out siri the show at its core is yennefer and and Geralt, and like we're finally mm-hmm. back on that track and now right. i mean not technically because they split up again but like at least yeah. we got a good interaction and i'm assuming because yennefer has siri that we're going to get another good Jennifer and Geralt a couple scenes at least maybe not the next episode maybe episode eight but I want it same all right, all right. that's uh that's gonna do it for us for today if you guys like what you heard our podcast also covers Wheel of Time Dexter Midnight Mass Rick and Morty all different kinds of shows but all really good shows if you want to toss a coin to your binge town we have a <laughs> Patreon up where you can become a binge town homie follow us on Instagram and Twitter and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast but the easiest way to do all of that is to check us out on our website, bingetowntv.com. We are so excited to cover The Witcher, and we are so happy to have you here along with us. So from everyone at Bingetown, thank you so much for listening. Also, coin. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.